This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Pain Show. Today's topic is all about negative reviews. I recently had the opportunity to narrate my audiobook for my next book, Love Centered Parenting, that comes out in March. And I was thinking a lot about negative reviews because of that. And we'll share more later on in the show. But first, Let's start the show out by talking about what's saving our life, what books we're reading. And Jesse, we also are now the parents of a 16-year-old. How does that feel? Like, I I feel old. Well, last episode, we talked about our marriage becoming an adult because we've been married for 18 years, and now (laughs) we have a child who is 16. It was weird because when I was talking on Instagram stories about Catherine turning 16, so many people wrote in and said that they have been following my blog since she was a baby. Wow. That's crazy to me. Crazy. It's crazy that they've been following you for that long. But what's crazier is that you've been blogging consistently every day for that long. I have taken a few days off here and there. For the most part. You're very consistent at it. I am. I mean, I've blogged probably when I shouldn't have blogged, as in I probably should have taken a break. And I'm learning. I feel like the last two years I've done a better job of giving myself a lot more grace mm-hmm. and not feeling like, you know, I have to blog through everything. But I I blogged when I was extremely sick. I blogged on holidays. I blogged 
way late at night because <clears throat> I hadn't gotten a chance to blog during the day and also even live blogged one of my labors. Mm-hmm. That was Caitlin's labor. So yes, but if you have been following for more than a few years or even just a few months, or you just listen to the podcast, I just want to say thank you. It was just such a reminder to me what a gift it is that people listen, that people show up, that mm-hmm. people read what I write, that people watch my Instagram stories. It's very humbling. I also learn so much from my followers. Every day I learn things, but we had someone write in about our discussion about jalapenos or do you say uh, jalapenos? Like I was feeling, like, I don't know the correct pronunciation, but Davina wrote in and said, uh, this is podcast 108. She said, if the jalapenos are, or jalap- how did you, how did you pronounce it? I would say jalapenos, but I don't think that's. Well, I mean, it does have like a, what is it? A tilde or something over the N. So it's like the nya sound. So. Anyway, if those things are deveined, it gets rid of most of the heat. She said, you have to make sure all the seeds are out, especially near the stem. She said, I don't like anything spicy, but I've fallen in love with jalapeno peppers. They are especially great grilled on a grill, but they can be cooked in an oven too. So I did not know Mm -hmm. that if you devein them and get the seeds out, that it gets rid of most of the heat. It is really interesting that it's the seeds that do have most of the heat. And I'm assuming the veins are, I don't even know because I've never cut one up before. Can you believe? Inside of a pepper. Like in the inside of a pepper, how it has a white Mm -hmm. thing. So if you cut all of that out and it's just the, then the outside. Right. Now, did you know that, so I've heard that there are quote unquote male and female peppers? I did not know that. And you can tell based upon the veins of the peppers. So certain peppers have three veins, other peppers have four, and there's more seeds in one of them. One is male, quote unquote. More seeds would be the male? I'm guessing it's female. Female? I'm guessing. I don't know. If any of you know, please let us know. Let us know. Very interesting, quirky factoids. So thank you, Davina and Jesse. You're always, you're the walking encyclopedia of random facts that you just collect. Mm -hmm. So I thought you probably knew that one, but hey, you didn't know the asparagus and the urine thing that someone wrote in about. So, you know, you, you do learn a few new things from our followers. What's saving our life this week is the She Reads Truth, He Reads Truth devotional Bible reading plans. We had done them a few years ago. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think whether it was three years ago or That's two only two years ago, but then we'd taken a break mm-hmm. and I had been doing some other Bible reading plans or just reading through books of the Bible. Actually, I'd read through the whole Bible and then I'd read through the New Testament mm-hmm. and Psalms and then just done some books of the Bible. Anyway, um, I just was getting that itch to start them back up because I really, really enjoyed them when I used to do them. Mm. And so kind of for Christmas, I guess you Mm. bought us both the subscription. So it comes, we get a box in the mail with the booklets that they have that go along with the, whatever reading plan they're doing right now, we're studying spiritual disciplines, which has been really good. Y'all. 
And um, so the, the booklet actually has all the scripture in it, mm-hmm. plus in some different projects, questions, just things to really help you dig and, into. Yeah, to help you think through things and process, like fill, not necessarily just fill in the blank, mm-hmm. but also like fill in the sections and, and study questions to kind of guide your processing. I feel like it's more than a Bible study, which is a fill in the blank thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a little bit more open ended, but it challenges you to process it in a way that is applicable mm-hmm. to your life. As right. in with the disciplines, they actually have, you know, which discipline do you really want to focus on um, in the next implementing yeah. in your life? And how are you going to do it? And when are you going to do it? And what's mm-hmm. that going to look like? Which I've really appreciated and found to be really helpful. And just digging into the disciplines, one of the things like tithing, and I haven't even talked to you about this, but I I found it fascinating that one of the scripture references for tithing was about how you were supposed to set aside a tenth of what you had, basically your grain and mm-hmm. produce and all of that, to have a feast I'm, for the Lord. I know that was what I was thinking about as well that you were tithing it not to give but tithing it to save up to use in celebration yeah because celebration is is pleasing to the lord you're celebrating the lord's goodness i just i i that's something that we never i'm like i have another yeah i read i wrote in my book i have read the bible through i don't even know how many times and i don't recall ever seeing this passage and it just kind of gave tithing a different mm-hmm. sense of where it was in this drudgery, but it was, which I don't view it as that, but I think you can almost view it as, oh, I got to give 10%. Mm-hmm. That's what the right. Bible says. Well, anytime you think about disciplines, you think about it, it almost seems drudgery. That, But what I've appreciated about this study is it's totally changing your mindset on what is a spiritual discipline. It's mm-hmm. not something that you do just to do it to be seen that you're more holy or what have you. But it's doing something with purpose, for the purpose of drawing and abiding in the Lord and the silence. And that was silence was one. What was um, solitude? That was another one. And they're like, what's the difference between silence and solitude? Solitude's more of like a place of being, as opposed to silence is something that you're doing. But all of it, the whole purpose is. To quiet yourself and abide. Well, and that's the thing. One of the questions that they ask with with each of the disciplines is basically how would this impact your life to mm-hmm. incorporate this discipline? And I find in every single instance, after I've read the passages, after I've answered the questions, then I get to that question and I find myself writing, I would have more rest and joy in the Lord. Mm-hmm. I it would deepen my relationship with the Lord. And I feel like that's not necessarily what we often think of spiritual disciplines and the fruit of spiritual disciplines. And it's just been really encouraging. Anyway, so that was the He Reads Truth and She Reads Truth Bible reading plans. Mm-hmm. We have the, the yearly membership. It's a little pricey to to buy the booklets and get that the yearly membership, but you can actually just download the app and you can get all of it on the app. I'm not an app person, but if you were, you could do that. And I don't know if they have the questions. I would assume they have the questions on there. Um, I don't know. 
But obviously, you could just download the app. It's $1.99 per plan in the app and do it like that and just buy a journal at the mm-hmm. at Dollar Tree. And Do you do know if there are kids' versions, if they follow these studies or not? They only release a few kids' versions a year, maybe one or two, I believe. So. I, was, I, was, I was impressed with kind of the specialized kids' versions that they've done, like for mm-hmm. Christmas and things like that. So I was wondering if they had something like that for the kids. Speaking of reading, the book that I want to talk about this week is a book that I cannot stop talking about. In fact, I have talked about this book so much with so many people that I was like, sure, I've talked about this on the podcast and I had to look it up. No, I haven't. So it is the book, Something Needs to Change by David Platt. And it is his story of journeying to the Himalayan mountains and encountering things that even years of pastoring and doing mission work and traveling all over the world, he'd never experienced firsthand. And just the poverty and the need and the lack, um, the human trafficking, seeing it firsthand mm-hmm. and experiencing it, it really challenged him to step back and analyze all these things that he has said for so long from the pulpit and preached. It just was this very raw, vulnerable book about how we can kind of talk about things and platitudes and no pun intended yeah uh but how you know what is really truth and Mm -hmm. and is the gospel message that we believe how does it actually impact our life on a day-to-day basis and what are we actually doing to use the gifts and talents that god has given us to truly make an impact on the world and how are we on a daily basis making sacrifices and living our life for the kingdom? And are we just kind of stuck in a comfortable, selfish Mm -hmm. bubble? Just really, really good. Mm -hmm. Five stars. I highly recommend if you are a Christian, if you are interested in the Christian faith, get a copy of this book. So that's Something Needs to Change by David Platt. Hmm. I also wanted to let you all know that I put together a 10-day challenge that I ran live, but now we have set it up so that you can go through it at any time at your own pace. It's completely free. It's called 10 Days to Be a Happier Mom. And like I said, I have a book coming out in March It's on parenting. It's called Love-Centered Parenting. It's a very different kind of parenting book. But if you are interested in what do I actually say in this book and why am I writing a book about parenting when I haven't launched my kids and why is the subtitle of the book, The No-Fail Guide to Launching Your Kids, if all my kids are still at home, what exactly does that mean? sign up for this free 10-day challenge, 10 Days to Be a Happier Mom. I give you a video every day with just a really encouraging and inspirational message. Plus, there is a practical project. And project is kind of a big word for just something that I challenge you to do each day in your everyday life. It's not going to take you a lot of time more. It's going to be how you frame 
your mindset for the day and challenging you to rethink the way that you approach some things. And then also there is a Facebook group if you would like to read what other people are thinking and get some accountability as others are processing through this material as well. And it gives you a great little sneak peek into the content of my book. I know a lot of people have been like, I just want to get a copy of your book right away and it doesn't come out to March. So if you want to get in on the ground floor, you can sign up at crystalpain.com forward slash happier mom. And we'll put the link to that in the show notes. All right, Jesse, let's talk about negative reviews. And I was inspired with this topic because last week I went to downtown Nashville to narrate the audiobook for my new book, Love Centered Parenting. And as I was getting ready to go into the studio that first day, it all of a sudden hit me. It has been since 2013 that I have narrated an audiobook. And that's not just because I haven't written many books since 2013. I only released one book since 2013. But, and it hit me as I was getting ready to walk into the studio. You know, this is kind of a monumental day because I had recorded my first two audiobooks and then I had gotten a lot of negative feedback on those audiobooks, specifically on my voice and the way that I had narrated them. And so I decided with my third book, Money Making Mom, which came out in 2015, that I wasn't going to do the audiobook recording. And so my publisher hired a professional narrator and I was like, you know, because that's just going to be so much better. But over the last five plus years, God's just really done a work in my heart and really kind of taken me back to square one when it came to my beliefs and came to my understanding of who is God and what does he think of me. And it's really changed my ability to reach out, to share with the world, and to not live in fear of what are other people going to think, Mm -hmm. and to not let negative reviews or the fear of negative reviews hold me back and stifle me, and to just realize that I have a message that God has given me, and no one else can share this specific message in this specific way because no one else has had the life experiences that I have had. And the same goes for every single other person in the world. But for me to narrate that audiobook and to go sit in front of that microphone for two days in that studio in Nashville and to have so much passion and confidence and excitement for the material and to know, you know what? Some people aren't going to like the audiobook. Some people aren't going to like the book, period. But that's okay. And it just really was exciting to me. And it was something for me to celebrate. And I actually shared on Instagram, I went to Goodreads and I just looked at some of the one-star reviews. There's a lot of one-star reviews of my books on Goodreads. There's a lot on Amazon too, but Goodreads, they have kind of a treasure trove of one-star reviews. If you want to read some one-star reviews, go to Goodreads. But this was just a little snippet of one of them. It said, this was the worst garbage. I picked this up as an audiobook to listen to. Her voice is exceptionally annoying. And it went on to say a lot of other things. And, you know, 
I just realized that some people are going to think my voice is annoying. In fact, if you go to iTunes, there are reviews. (laughs) For instance, this one. I gave this a try with only vague understanding of who Crystal is. I wanted to like it. I tried a few episodes that seemed interesting. I didn't make it completely through any episode. For me, voice is as important as content on a podcast, and she doesn't have the voice to pull off a podcast. If the voice is meh and the content is meh, I can't subscribe. Also, I often enjoy a husband-wife duo, but this also seemed incompatible and almost had a competitive trying-to-one-up-each-other vibe. No way. Here's another one. I tried. I can't. Oh, oh, the title of this one is I Can't Get Past It. It was I Tried. I follow Crystal on her blogs for years, maybe 12 years, and I enjoy her content and her personality. Oh, this one, they actually sort of liked me. With all due respect, I don't enjoy the way her husband talks in these podcasts. He corrects and interrupts her at times. That was your cue. You were supposed to interrupt me. <laughs> And other times he awkwardly tries to ask her questions like in an interview, but he clearly already knows the answers because they're married. I can't get past it. I'll stick to Instagram where I can really enjoy the content. Now, Jesse, I didn't just pick that one to pick on you, but I thought it was just, I could keep reading. In fact, I actually went through a bunch of my one-star reviews on Amazon and I was going to share a bunch on here. And then I thought, you guys get the point. And if you want to go read more, go to Goodreads, go to Amazon, plenty more there. But I think for me, just to realize you're never going to please everybody. You're never going to be everybody's cup of tea. Mm -hmm. And if you spend all of your life waiting until you've kind of arrived, you've got it figured out, you've worked out all the kinks, you are in a place where you just know that everyone's going to like what you're doing. You're going to be waiting the rest of your life because it's not possible to achieve the fact that you know, to achieve some level of everybody likes what you're doing Mm -hmm. because that's why there is a world full of color and think about all the different kinds of flowers and trees and animals and that no snowflake or fingerprint is the same because we all are different. And Mm -hmm. that's the beauty. If you don't like my voice, if you don't like how Jesse interacts with me, there's plenty of other podcasts out there. And You don't have to keep listening. Well, the other thing too, if you are at a point where everybody likes what you're doing, your opinions, your way of presenting, your point of view, it's going to be milk toast. It's not going to have any flavor of who you are because you're going to offend somebody or somebody's not going to like something. But you know, you're reading those made me think of a couple different things. One is we can take those and decide to think negatively about them and think, oh, woe is me. You know, nobody likes me. Or you can look at it and say, okay, I got something I can work on to make certain things better. Granted, I'm not going to make everybody happy. I'm not going to please everybody, but I can at least correct some of those areas that I can improve on. The other thing too is it encourages me because I tend to want to say something, want to put myself out there, and I don't because I have a fear of not covering as or not being as thorough in my discussion or what I write, what have you. That's the five in me, you know, second guessing myself. So 
there's been so many times that I've written something out on Facebook or Instagram or something, a rather long piece of, and some analysis that I've decided, well, I'm just going to highlight it and delete it because so-and-so will get on and say something negative about it or try to nitpick whatever I was saying because I wasn't thorough enough. Maybe I missed something, so I'm just not going to put it out there. And I guess that's something that I need to get over and work through. So, Well, and I think like we talked about on an earlier podcast about how to love someone you disagree with, that the goal is not to go out and just offend people. The goal is not to just be like, well, I don't care. Bring it on. Bring the negative reviews on. That's not the Mm -hmm. goal. But at the same time to realize that you're not going to please everyone all the time. And that's okay. And I think for me and for you, as we've done this podcast, it's been a little bit scary in the sense of people have expectations when you have been blogging for a lot of years, when you have been on Instagram story for a number of years, and then you start a brand new medium where Mm -hmm. I hadn't done audio and I've had to learn how to podcast Mm -hmm. And I'm still learning. And at the beginning, especially, there were a lot of people who gave us a lot of constructive criticism. And Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that because we have learned and grown from that and we continue to. And so I think it's important when you get some negative feedback to say, is there truth here? Mm -hmm. Is there something I need to learn here? I feel like my fourth book is going to be my best book so far because I've learned so much from the negative reviews of things that bothered people that I wouldn't have thought of. And when collectively a lot of people are saying the same thing or a few people are saying the same thing, having the same constructive criticism, pay attention. And so always asking myself, is there some truth here that I need to learn from? But at the same time, not letting that negativity hold me back from sharing. And to realize I'm going to keep learning and growing and I want to keep improving. I want to keep honing my craft, but I also want to stand in confidence in Christ. And so I feel like that's been my journey the last five years of just really learning how much I am loved by God. And when I was doing the 10 days to be a happier mom that I talked about earlier, I was sharing about how learning to live as love and standing in confidence in who I am in Christ and letting his love flow into me and receiving it and believing it and letting that be my truth, that I am loved by God, that I am redeemed, that I am forgiven, that I am chosen, that I am enough, that I don't have to try more, be more, do harder, work to achieve some sort of standard of perfection in order to earn God's love. I am fully loved as I am. And when I believe that and receive that and let that be my truth that I live under and live out of, I don't have to defend myself. I don't feel like I'm walking around on on the defensive. And when someone says something to me of, I didn't like when you do that. I didn't agree with that. I was bothered by that. Instead of instantly me feeling like I got to defend myself. I got to stick up for myself. I got to, you know, whatever. I got to prove to them that I am right and they are wrong. It's like you can just lay your defenses down. And 
sure, sometimes you need to have a conversation. I'm not saying let people just walk all over you, Mm -hmm. but to realize that, you know what? I am enough in Christ and I can stand here and it doesn't matter what anyone says or thinks about me. That does not change what God thinks about me. That does not change how God views me. And I can stand in him with confidence because I am enough in him. And therefore, I can live as love and I can love others wholeheartedly without worrying about what they're going to think or how it's going to be received or the fact that I might offend someone or bother someone or just annoy someone because they don't like my voice. I can just do the best that I have to offer, give the best that I have to offer the world, you know, strive for excellence, but realize I'm never going to achieve perfection and I'm never going to make everyone happy. And it keeps you humble too. I feel like if everyone was just saying amazing things and leaving five-star reviews, I would get a big head and think, wow, I'm really something. But you have those daily, pretty much for me, there's someone or more than someone writing in saying they didn't like something, saying I could improve in some areas, saying that I need to work on something. And it really helps me to stay humble and to recognize my need before the Lord and also that I want to keep learning and growing. But I'm excited for this next book. And I already know, I'm already picturing in my head the one-star reviews that are going to come, what people are going to say, and to know that that's okay. Because the whole point of the beginning of the book is living as loved, and we can't give what we don't have. And so when I know how much I am loved by God, it allows me to wholeheartedly love my kids. And I thought, I also get to practice this message in the response to this book, because I know there's going to be one-star reviews. I know there's going to be pushback. I know there's people who aren't going to like the message. And that's okay, because I know that I'm loved, and I can live as loved, and I can be grateful for the constructive criticism. I can be grateful for the people who take the time to read the book and leave the reviews. And it doesn't really matter because all that matters is that I stand in confidence in Christ. I do what he's called me to do and I trust him for the rest. And there's just so much peace, so much rest there. I don't need to defend myself or please everybody. And that's that. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.